Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Thursday episode of the show, Christmas Eve's Eve. And folks, there's a lot of good football coming up. And if you want to get in on the action, head on over to Bet Online. It is the best place. It's the number one spot for all the sports action this season. They've got football, basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC. They've even got those Vegas casino games. And it's all on a new updated website with tons of great odds, props, and lines. So check them out over at betonline.ag. And, of course, you know we got a deal for you. If you use our promo code, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And that promo code is believe 50 That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. BetOnline is where the game starts. Shuby is shaking his head, but Kyle, what's up, man? I think Chris is disgusted with me. Is that is that an accurate oh, statement, Chris? This disgusted with Joe. Imagine referring to December twenty third as Christmas Eve's Eve instead of referring it to as Festivus. Festivus. Imagine, which is what imagine it is. Imagine starting. Imagine a podcast. thinking I've ever heard the word Festivus. The hell is that? Joe, mean? You know what, Joe? You take the rest of the show off. Kyle and I got the free. Got, got the yeah, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, so good. I'm, this Chris, is the Chris are we gonna do? Airing of grievances or feats of strength first? I, my airing of grievances, and I'd like to start with the fact that Joe doesn't know what Festivus doesn't know is. What that's, Festivus my, is. that's my first grievance that I'd like to file Joe, on the show. Joe, okay. I have a request for you. The okay. next time we're together, I would like you to commit 23 minutes to watching one episode of Seinfeld with me. Is that an agreeable proposition? I have seen a lot of, of Seinfeld, and I'd be happy to watch it with you because I enjoy the show, and I, I'm a big Jerry Seinfeld Fan, especially his his uh, stand up comedy. And you're gonna love Festivus, Joe. You're making it worse for yourself though by saying that you love Seinfeld and you're a big fan of Jerry Seinfeld and you love the show. You're making it worse no. for yourself. I don't expect them to know all the pop culture references, so that's fine. But yeah, it's a Seinfeld thing, and um, it's a Kramer thing. To give are you people yelling for... at me right now? They're like, oh, on probably. Your side. Okay, yeah, listen probably. to this, just so I can feel it. You know what I mean? All My right. father texted me this morning at 7 a.m. <laughs> wishing me a happy Festivus. So, oh see. man, I blew it, huh? He did. It's so okay. Chris, it's okay. Chris's it's cool. uh, shake sick in his head good. was justified. Cal's got his apple. Down. I'm doing great, though. I'm doing great. I appreciate you asking. It's uh, anytime we could say it's Festivus is a great day. So, looking forward to little Levy Grail. A uh, little Friday free for all. Joe, you've dug dug up some nuggets for us, some delicious nuggies. We got Thursday night football uh, between two teams that I'm going to be happy if either one of them loses. So I'm I'm great. I'm chilling. I'm having a great time. Kyle, do you want to welcome the fans of the Chicago Bears to the Levy Grail? Uh, yes, but you are contractually obligated. Yeah, to I got the poem. I recite got the poem. Yeah, but, but yes, just- Chicago, welcome. Guys have been formally eliminated from the playoffs. And what that means, we are going to dedicate a little time today, as we do every week at this time of year, uh, for teams that are eliminated from playoff contention, to put our optimism hat on and uh, find some reasons to be optimistic about what the future of your team is going to look like. This year didn't go the way you guys wanted to. Dust yourselves off. 
get some rest. You will rise and fight again. Is that not correct, Mr. Marino? It's close. It's fight on, my men. I am hurt, but I am not slain. I'll lay me down and bleed a while, and then I'll rise and fight again. Kind words only regarding the future of the Chicago Bears. Kyle has, he just got a prop. Yeah, I got my my optimism hat here for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> yep, there it is. I can confirm yep. the optimism hat was brought out. Yep. You know what's funny is I was literally just in that room and I was just made aware of where that optimism hat is and I failed to secure it and bring it back home with me. And I told I told you to take it with you too. It's not as though yeah. I was like, ooh, my precious, right? Like, <laughs> right. I was yeah. like, feel free. Feel free to grab it and take it home with you. Yeah, it didn't. Um, so I guess it's it starts with Justin Fields, right? You yes. have a quarterback that you believe is a franchise quarterback. You paid a franchise quarterback price to go get this player. We really liked Justin Fields in the evaluation process. Um, his skill set is one that I think is very well suited for having success in today's game with the athleticism, but also the arm talent that he has and how good he is in the deeper and intermediate areas of the field with those kinds of throws. The full field is accessible to him at all times because of his athleticism and his baseball background, being able to throw the ball from all kinds of angles and throwing with velocity. And you get a chance to build around this guy. And I think that is really exciting. No question about it. And you said we liked Justin Fields. I still do, right? Like it's it's still mm-hmm. a quarterback that I believe in. And it's really good to have the rookie year behind him. Or well, in a few weeks we will, and he'll still have some opportunities to play and gain some time on task, but I just think it's so valuable to put that first year behind you, learn from it. You've got game reps and you have an organization now that has you and has the opportunity to get the pieces around you to make you successful. And the bears aren't necessarily loaded with assets, but they're not depleted when it comes to cap space, $44 million right now, that's 10th in the NFL. So not a bad number, Now, I know that there's been some teams that we've done this for where I've been able to go through and find a bunch of players that they can cut and create a bunch more space. A little dicey with the Bears. I actually actually went through it this morning. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get all this cap space because I'm like, oh, man, look at these contracts. And, um, yeah, so (laughs) the structure of those deals, man. Optimism only, Joe. Optimism optimism only. only. Optimism only. You know who you're working with. Despite you know the structure with. of those deals, you still got $44 million in cap space, which is 10th most of the NFL. Well, I mean, can we acknowledge some of the players that, that they have that have had good seasons? Like Robert mm. Quinn's been really good, mm. right? Yeah. Like he, he's, is, he's on the precipice of the franchise single-season sack record? Yeah, dude. I was reading um, an article on NFL.com where one of the writers over there had pulled – um, NFL executives for their, you know, MVP, defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year awards. And Robert Quinn got votes. And yeah. I'm not sure that that's crazy to think that he didn't deserve quotes. And, you know, we, we maybe had some thoughts about that deal once it was signed, but goodness gracious, he delivered. Yeah. You know, he kind of, he restarted his career, re-kickstarted his career in, in Dallas when he went to Dallas after a, a short stretch in Miami at 11 and a half sacks and, then last year in Chicago, he played in 15 games, only had two sacks and six, quarter, six quarterback hits. Uh, he's three off his career high, and he's played in 13 games. He has got 16 sacks this year. He's getting mm-hmm. ready to go up over 100 for his career. 
Uh, you'll have the chance to <laughs> get Khalil Mack back healthy, yeah. right? So, no, that at the very least is a really nice foundation for a defense. And I know Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman, like they haven't always been available. And I know Eddie Jackson has regressed dramatically, but you still got a young corner who's really solid in Jalen Johnson. Like you got some building pieces on that side of the football that you can work with a little bit. But to have that one-two punch in the pass rush, I think is a, a great kind of nucleus for you to anchor yourselves to. And you know, these guys aren't the youngest. Robert Quinn, he's, he's 31 years old. He's going to be 32 by the se- time the season starts next year. But there's no reason to think there should be a drop-off right now based on the level of play he's showcasing right now. Absolutely. And, and maybe even Thomas Graham, who flashed quite a bit last game, uh, he can be something for this defense offensively you have to love what you continue to see from Darnell Mooney who I mean just like I think I'm just even more impressed with the plays he can make given this offense and and how much it's missing and how much the offensive line has struggled and Allen Robinson is a shell of himself right now that he can still produce right with inconsistent quarterback play and so you have to feel good about that as a piece I think Cole Komet has flashed this year and uh, shown some potential in the passing game. And so you got some young offensive linemen, you know, Tevin Jenkins, I'm I'm sure his best football is going to be ahead of him. James Daniels is having a good year. You know, Cody Whitehair is a starting caliber player. So there's there's building blocks. There's pieces right on both sides of the football here where you can use what you do have in terms of cap space. And, you know, you still have some draft capital, not a first round pick, but you're going to have opportunities to add to this roster. Yeah. And it's not as though from a draft capital perspective either, the Justin Fields trade completely mortgaged Mm -hmm. their future. You know, like it would, would it be nice to have a top 10 pick this year? Yeah. But at the same time, no, Chris is sitting here shaking his head. Like he doesn't have two in the queue right now. (laughs) Having, having top 10 picks is a fun thing. It's a good time. People should try it. Um, But if the expense is not having a long-term piece to anchor yourselves at the quarterback position, let alone somebody who's as physically talented as Justin Fields. I don't think I would want the trade off yeah. because you're, you're not, you're not organically getting a quarterback here and now in this class. I mean, you could, but I would like Justin Fields over any of the contenders. So a million percent. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, it, it's a small price to pay for the opportunity to have a quarterback of the future in-house. I think this is a pretty fair statement. If Justin Fields was in this draft, he's the number one overall pick. Yes. I think Justin Fields last year was weird, right? Because he had Wilson go two, Trey Lance go three. He falls, Justin Fields falls out of the top 10. But he was our number two quarterback last year and not very far behind Trevor Lawrence. Right. And I don't know about predictively that would be true. Maybe right. in this year with this year's quarterback class, we could say that was true. But I would say in most classes, Justin Fields is QB1. Yeah. In your average or even an above average quarterback field, Justin Fields is QB1 based on what he had on display. I guess the last thing I would say here about the Bears and, and optimism is I think there's a pretty good chance we have a new coaching staff in place. And and I yes. I mean, I, I'm on social media. I follow a lot of Bears people, and it just feels like everyone's tired of Matt Nagy. And so – you could say what you want about the guy, but I feel like this is probably it for him. And I think for Bears fans, that's a source of optimism as well. 
it's a fresh slate, right? And, and you're building around somebody. Yeah. So it's exciting. And, and, you know, let's not forget there's a strong possibility Aaron Rodgers is no longer in the NFC North after this That's season. exactly what I was just going to say. Is, <laughs> is that, that why Rodgers is gone? There, yeah. Yep, Rodgers oh. is gone. Get excited, Bears fans. He's out of there. I mean, Minnesota's long-term quarter. I mean, wasn't it kind of reported or at least hinted at that Chicago sniped Minnesota for Justin yeah. Fields? Yeah. So if that exchange and you end up seeing them move on from Kirk Cousins and we don't know who the quarterback of the, the future is in Detroit and we don't really know what we've gotten, you can make an argument that the long-term forecast as things currently stand right now in Chicago is the best of any of the, the not he's not the best quarterback right now. He's probably not the second best quarterback right now. But if you projected a five-year window of quarterback rooms in the NFC North right now, Chicago might be at the top because they yeah. got Justin Fields. Yeah. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, only $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but they're just grown in a lab, and because of that process, they can create stones in bluish pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. So I definitely want to get into some of the stuff I told you guys I wanted to get into with the implications of the Pro Bowl as it relates to first-round picks, and their fifth-year option, because to me, that's really where it gets interesting. But I would be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity to say how on earth is Lamar Jackson a Pro Bowler this year? 18 touchdowns, 16 turnovers in 12 games, and you know I got to pound the table for Josh Allen, who has 35 touchdowns, 15 turnovers in 14 games, and has more total yards per game. I just don't. Get it. And I know that everyone has their grievances with the Pro Bowl. There's things that are close. You're always going to want your guy in there. But this, to me, is just intellectually dishonest that you would think that Lamar Jackson deserves to be in the Pro Bowl this year. You see, Joe, now you're in the festive spirit. That's what we like to see on the podcast. Airing of the grievances. There you go. Now you got there. All right. We don't have to spend too much time now, but I have to. On the national show that I do, I got to defend my guy. But. The fifth-year option, Pro Bowls. Kyle, you're really good at explaining things. You want to set the table here before we dig into the numbers? Okay. So the way that, that you was, just, just threw me right in the was, fire here. That That's was Joe's great. way of saying, dude, I don't know this. Can you just help me out here? No, I just – I think Kyle's delivery, when you explain a process, Kyle just he, – he's good at that. Okay. So the new collective bargaining agreement with the NFLPA and the NFL regarding – fifth-year options for rookie contracts. They are tiered for salary based on performance. So there is a base level tier, which is if you don't meet any of the required thresholds. Uh, the second level is if you surpass 50% of the snaps in all three seasons or 70, I don't remember what the other arbitrary number is, but it's two out of three seasons. Right. 
but the there's big a lost Trump card. podcast episode about this somewhere in a the folder. big Trump card is the Pro Bowls, right? Because that's tier three and tier four are related yeah. to Pro Bowls, where if you in your first three seasons before you were eligible for your rookie wage scale um, or, or your fifth year option. If you make a single Pro Bowl, you become a Tier 3 player. And if you make multiple Pro Bowls in your first three seasons, you are a Tier 4 player, which means you are maxed out with the value relative to, and it's it's based off percentages of uh, the top blank, depending on what tier yeah. you are, salaries at that respective position. Chris? Uh, I, I, I pulled it up just so we're clear with everybody. The second tier is a playtime-based tier. Uh, 75% or greater in two of the in first two three seasons. Or 50 in all three. 50 or greater in all three or an average of 75 or greater over all three seasons. Those are the three triggers okay. that would put you into that second tier. But again, like you said, if you make a one Pro Bowl or multiple Pro Bowls, that stuff doesn't matter. You're then put into another tier. Yep. So one Pro Bowl is the transition tender. Multiple Pro Bowls is the franchise tender. So there, there's big dollars implications, which means a lot for the players. It means a lot for the salary cap and how GMs are going to plan for the future. And so. Let's go with the 2019 class because these are the guys that teams have to make a decision on this year, right? Before it's yes. sometime in early May. And so to me, the, the most significant one is Brian Burns, who became a first-time Pro Bowler, and the fifth-year option for him went up $6 million because he made the Pro Bowl this year. Yes. Now, look, obviously they're picking it up, but I'm just saying the implications there are pretty strong. Nick Bosa, now a two-time Pro Bowler. It's going to be $20 million for them to pick up his tag, and that's up $4 million from being a one-time Pro Bowler. And then Kyler Murray, a two-time Pro Bowler. It'll be $28 million for his fifth-year option, which is an increase of $3 million because he made his second Pro Bowl. So that is the real-life implications of what we learned yesterday in terms of who the Pro Bowlers are. Can, can I interject on that? Sure. Because this is dumb. Like this is, (laughs) it's objectively dumb that you've tied it to the pro bowl. When, as you just got done pointing out, this is such a flawed process and system Mm -hmm. to name pro bowlers. Like why can't you do first and second team all pro, right? Like get, get all pro distinguishment that there's at least some, and I get that cuts down the field of, of how many guys. But if you do first and second team, it really doesn't, right? Yeah, I agree. The spirit of what they're trying to accomplish is much better done on the all-pro side of things as opposed to Pro Bowl, which every year people have gripes about. And the worst part is the players' union agreed to this. The players' union, when the CBA was negotiated, agreed to this structure, right? It's not some unilateral decision that the NFL put together. This was collectively bargained and it was agreed to. And now there are a lot of players that are leaving money on the table. This is not the conversation that we're having, but I have the chart up from overthecap.com. Devin White only meeting the second tier of this, the playtime tier, and not being in the third or fourth tier. It's shocking to me. Absolutely shocking to me. I heard he hasn't been particularly good this year. He's a high variance player. So he yeah, makes tons of splash plays, but he's also yeah. out of out of the control sometimes. But he was he was exceptional last year in the Super Bowl run. So to, the was. fact that he that he didn't make a Pro Bowl that year is what yeah. I think the thing that shocked me the most. Give Devin White a singular assignment, tell him to go hunt the ball or shoot a gap, and he's going to make a lot of plays. Read and react. We we woo we woo we woo oh we woo we woo we woo. Uh, Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill on the co- reserve COVID nineteen list. 
for the Saints. So, so Ian Book time. Ian Book starting exactly. on Monday Night Football against the Dolphins on this week. So question for you guys, because I talked about this on the TD and Fantasy podcast with uh, Jamie this morning that went out, that with Simeon in the protocol, I didn't know what that meant for uh, Taysom Hill. The total for this game before this happened was 38, was right? 38 and a half. Ian Book as the starter for New Orleans. What does this number reopen at? Because they're probably taking it off the board and they're going to refigure it out. What does this number reopen at? 30, 30, I'll say 34. 34 and a half was the number I was going to throw out there. Yeah, yeah. 34 and a half for a Monday night football game. And remember, I also talked about this in the fantasy pod. We talked all offseason about, oh, we've got this new thing in the broadcasting rules. We can flex games in and out of Monday night football late in the season. They haven't, they haven't done, done it they once haven't done Jack. Haven't, they haven't done, done Jack. it once yet. This would be the perfect opportunity with Ian Book starting on Monday night football. Apologies to Ian Chris, Book and his family. Please. Trying to take the primetime games away from Miami? I would very hard? much enjoy being able to enjoy a Sunday of football and watching the Battle Royale in the AFC playoff race and not be emotionally invested <laughs> in that myself at that point in time. So selfishly, yeah. I'm going to disagree. You got to leave this game. <laughs> I, I, no, I hear you. I hear you. You could even stress-free Sunday for Kyle. Obviously, go Bills, but without laughing. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, uh, and we've, we've heard the reports that there's it's not just um, players. that they, they've Saints are getting hit again from a uh, personnel, non-player perspective as well. So, mm. Uh, this this is going to be a really wild and unpredictable final three weeks from from this perspective because it feels like there's going to be two or three teams every week yep. that get jumped. Yep. You just never know when you're going to load up Twitter and it's right. going to be it's going to be your turn. Your it's team your turn. Player. Yep. So, uh, real quick, 2020 big implications. Justin Herbert, a first time Pro Bowler, he's now a 25 million dollar tag. And these numbers for 20 and 21. Uh, let's keep in mind that they will change a bit because these numbers are based on the 2019 numbers. And so as the transition tags and the franchise tags get updated updated year over year to incorporate what that actual real data is, it, it will change. But these are good ballpark numbers. Justin Jefferson, now a two-time Pro Bowler, it's going to be 19.2 million or higher probably. Prosper, young man. Yeah, he's doing well. Tristan Wirfs, first-time first Pro Bowler, uh, that's a bump of 2.2 million for him. And then our rookie Pro Bowlers this year that are already in that that tier of one Pro Bowl that they make one more and it gets real crazy for them. Michael Parsons, as we anticipated, 14.8 million. Kyle Pitts, 9.3 million. Uh, Jamar Chase, 16.7 million. And Rashawn Slater, $15 million. And so uh, good on him despite the the, the short arms. Yeah. Slater hit the jackpot because it's hard for rookie linemen, right? That's the one nobody even looks at anyway. So the voting yeah. is just like, oh, who are the guys? Like how many how many Pro Bowls did the Pouncey brothers make that they had no business making? Oh, right? gosh. Because yeah, right. everybody just knew the Pounceys, right? right? Like you're all you're an auto yeah. lock for yep. the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So I know exactly what you good, mean. Yeah. Like Christian Wirth should have been a Pro Bowler last year. Sure. Let's be honest. So sure. good on. Wasn't he all pro? He might have he been. He was like all pro, but not Pro Bowler. Again, I rest my case. <laughs> right. Renegotiate tied to the all-pro voting, please. Chris, you looking that up? I saw those fingers hitting real quick as we get ready to say goodbye to the people. Yes, I am looking this up here very quickly for you. Um, Tristan Wirfs, not on the list that I'm seeing right now, no. Oh, yikes. Sorry. Hate to hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't see him on this list. For us on the show, Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino, 
and Chris Schubert. Thanks as always for checking out the Draft Dudes podcast. We hope you guys prosper. Enjoy Thursday Night Football, 49ers and Saints. Not Saints. I got Saints on the mind. 49ers and Titans tonight. And uh, then obviously we got some Christmas Day football. We are off tomorrow. So we hope you guys enjoy the holiday. I hope you guys enjoy some time with your family. Uh, Hope you guys enjoy your time with football on the television screen as well. And make sure you hit subscribe so that way on Monday you can come back and enjoy your time with Draft Dudes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.